Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. Since the good Sheriff Richard Mack only has a little bit of time today, we're going to jump straight to him, the recap after. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Saturday morning. (sighs) Thank you very much, sir. There's so much to discuss, so little time to get it uh, done. Well, let, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. There's there's something I didn't get to do yesterday that I have to do yesterday, today, and I want to do it first thing. Let's do it, Real sir. Real short. I want to be on the record as saying something to all the Democrats uh, who are fabricating this agenda, narrative, uh, accusation uh, that President Trump uh, wanted uh, his supporters to go into uh, a raid, I should say, raid uh, the United States Capitol. Anybody who thinks Trump wanted that uh, is uh, exercising what I call in the sheriff business complete and utter lunacy. He did not want that. He did not try to do that. And once again, the Democrats fabricate uh, a situation where they pretty much know uh, the truth, but they don't care, and they want to make sure that they smear this guy's legacy and make everything, the way it looks like, they want to do anything and everything to make sure he can never run for office again. They must be really afraid of him, and he must be really a good president and a, a good leader or the Democrats wouldn't be going to all of these lengths to go after him. Just so everyone knows, there is no way that President Trump wanted any of that. And let me add to this, Sheriff. Not only is there no way he wanted that and no way he did that, in fact, in other words, in in, in true fact, he didn't even call for any violence, and they know it. Not only do they know that he didn't call for it factually, and not only do they know he didn't want to do it, um, they're aware of that fact that that's not really the agenda. They know full well they're in open, dishonest mode about this. Right. Yeah, that that, that is true. And and it's just ridiculous for anybody. But how, how long have the Democrats been ridiculous? Well, it's been before President Trump was in, but it's absolutely crazy astronomically to the stratosphere now with these people going crazy against uh, President Trump. And this is just another sign of it. Uh, and, Amen. And I, hope they, and I hope somebody, I don't know who it'll be. I doubt if it'll be the FBI. I don't trust the FBI. I, I told the, the German newspaper that I, you know, when he was quoting the FBI, I think it's irresponsible and counterproductive for the FBI to come out and say there's going to be protests and, and perhaps riots in all 50 states. That's crazy. 
Well, I can I can guarantee you that's not going to happen. Well, not only is it not going to happen, but they know that it's not going to happen. This is kind of my point is they know all these things. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. They said that, hey, it was the Trump supporters that caused all this. They said that the second it unfolded. I'd almost like, uh, you know, to have a timeline to say when did the Capitol riot start? Um, you know, how many people were still at the peaceful rally while the riots were starting? That's the first question. Right. But the second question is, how, who was the first to come out and say Trump supporters caused a riot? Trump supporters breached the Capitol. Trump supporters are violent. How quick did that narrative come out? And now we're finding that, yeah, there were Trump supporters there. We agree. And there were some of them that were ne'er-do-wells that we all reject. Just like in any single movement you have, there's going to be bad apples. But you know what? Now we're finding out more and more and more bad guys were there with intention. Let me give you an example. Left-wing agitator John Earl Sullivan was there. Right. He's from Utah. He was charged for his role with the Capitol breach. But you know what about this guy? Right. That's interesting to note. He was caught on camera celebrating with an extreme journalist. And they were all saying, we did it. We got it done. On video, Sheriff. I haven't seen that. All right, I sent it to I'd you like in your email, so actually, check it out, buddy. I don't, I'm don't. i not questioning it, but I'd still yeah, like to see it. I'm just saying it's in your email. Okay, good. So you can check that out. But oh, I'm saying, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Where do I think Trump supporters were involved? Well, you know what? Maybe. I don't know, if, as President Trump said, and I would agree, I'm not so sure you're a real Trump supporter if you do resort to violence, even for your own agenda. In other words, if you want to, um, for example, uh, uh, create a citizen's arrest on or kidnap or harm uh, any um, anybody, much less a political elected official, um, none of us agree with that. Trump doesn't. I don't. You don't. Nobody does. It has any common sense. Okay. And they know that. And what they're trying to do is take the extreme among us and make that seem, you know, as if that's the. And and one other little thing. Well, it's not a little thing, but it's a quick thing. How is it that they're really assiduously uh, investigating the uh, whoever killed the the first cop that got hit with the fire extinguisher? They really are going after that. They're trying to get help to to clarify who actually did that. And yeah, but they, they first lied. Here's the this is the well, point with the narrative that we're getting at. They well, wait, first wait, wait, wait. lied and claimed that it was a guy that wasn't even there. Oh yeah, but so that needs to be why, pointed out though. Why do they do that? Why aren't they investigating the officer who illegally shot the woman? Uh, the uh, what's her name? Uh, anyway, I can't remember her name. The lady from San Diego, the 13 year Air Force veteran. Why aren't they really going after that? How come we've heard nothing about that investigation or the officer uh, that shot her? I'm not. We're not hearing a word about that. Nothing. You know, and that was not a justified shooting. If it was a justified shooting, then they should have shot about 250 people. Well, that's right. And so the problem is their narrative, though. We're starting to have, believe it or not, the New York Times and other political extreme rags that have an agenda print retractions because they were so wrong on the facts, saying only Trump supporters did this. How quick did that narrative come to the table? How quick could they say, well, it wasn't foreign terrorists and it wasn't Antifa and it wasn't anybody but whacked out domestic terrorist Trump supporters were positive and now they're having to back away from all that. But it gets worse. All right. Not only was this left-wing agitator John Sullivan there, but check this out. It turns out they say that a French computer programmer 
reportedly transferred more than $500,000 in Bitcoin to far-right groups and individuals involved in the riots at the Capitol building. Now then, the guy dies by suicide, researchers found, according to the Associated Press. Okay, they say chain analysis, in other words, BitChain or a blockchain analysis for the Bitcoin, is who discovered this. Now, he sent it to 22 different addresses. And I look at that and I go, wait a minute here. So now you got a French computer programmer who had Bitcoin. Listen carefully to what I'm saying. Who sent a bunch of money to supposedly extreme Trump supporters. I don't know where they come from or who they are, but they're not real run-of-the-mill Trump supporters at all. That's a lie. So an extreme group, 22 addresses, got Bitcoin from some guy that's now committed suicide. So now you can't you know, quiz him down. You can't investigate that. And with Bitcoin, you can't investigate really where the money came from. Right. Now you can say, well, come on, Bitcoin, you know, you can trace... The origins of where it was generated, fine. But it doesn't mean that somebody with a lot of money couldn't fund a bit mining company, a, 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 a data mining company that could create the Bitcoin with sheer power. If you have enough money, you can put enough computer power to make Bitcoin. So what I'm getting at is they've created dead-end trails to discover who really even funded this thing now. And if right. that doesn't send off alarm bells, I don't know what does, Sheriff. Yeah, that is scary. And that is uh, also as you allude to, a vital part of this investigation. And uh, come on, uh, somebody needs to get after that. And uh, this this thing just keeps getting a, a bigger and longer rabbit hole uh, the more you look at it. And it's a scary rabbit hole. The problem is that uh, time is against us because, look, you won't be able to investigate any of this. You tie this to vote fraud, and you know what? You find out that it was all wrong, but we stopped the discussion on vote fraud. We never get to the bottom of that, or we get to the bottom of that too late. We may have the wrong president in office. If President Trump doesn't do something directly to stop this transfer of power, it's going to be too late, sir, no matter what we discover. Yeah, it already is too late. He's not. He, there's no way he can do it now. No way. Uh, and I still get the emails from people saying he's already got it signed, he's already ready to go. You know. He's already said to everybody he's going to do uh, – he's leaving on the morning of the 20th. He's taking Air Force One. He said that he uh, gave his word that he was going to do a peaceful transfer of power. Uh, he's not going to attend the inauguration. Uh, you know, for him to do it now, it will make him look like he's rather dishonest. Uh, and uh, he can't do it now. Uh, there's just no way he can do it now. It would be – I would tell the president right now, if you still do this and declare insurrection and declare martial law, if you do it now instead of a, uh, a month and a half ago, that's going to make you look totally dishonest. No but, question about it. So it's a bad scenario, ladies and gentlemen, because by hook or by crook, they got their guy in as president and vice president. Yeah, they did. They won. Dishonestly and immorally and criminally. With violence, to their credit, they won, maybe. They might win the skirmish, but they certainly will never win the war. The good sheriff with us, ladies and gentlemen. One thing 2020 has made crystal clear. For liberty lovers, hope lies where it always has, in our own hands. So join us at Liberty Hall 
on Saturday, January 16th for a preparedness fair. With speakers on topics from health to food growing, prepping supplies, first aid, self-reliance, and more. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday, January 16th. Go to LovingLiberty.net. That's LovingLiberty.net. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Your call is being transferred to the listening ear. Listening professionals dedicated to hearing you. Hello, listening ear. Who am I listening to? Um, Carrie, but I was calling my mom. Yes, you were, but your mom was so busy she felt it was important for you to have someone who could completely focus on listening to you and you alone. So she subscribed to our service. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, I'm not quite sure. Where to start? Well, I can listen to school issues like science projects. I can listen to boy problems, although that's an extra $3 per call because of the emotional drain on me. How about we start with how you wish you had made cheerleader? I didn't try out for cheerleader. Um, this is isn't uh, Mary? Carrie. I'm Carrie. Oh, oh, sorry. There is no substitute for a loving parent. And when you really listen, love is what they'll hear. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. The timing of this might even get more investigative interest, ladies and gentlemen. Nancy Pelosi called the impeachment of President Trump urgent. But she did not send the charge to the Senate to prompt the start of a trial, nor did she commit she, when she would do so, Sheriff. <laughs> yeah, I- I heard that with Sam. She's uh, she, she she just wanted to make sure this got on his record. She knew it would go nowhere. Uh, pretty much like the last one. They just wanted to be able to say historically that Trump is the only president in history to ever be uh, impeached twice. And, and indeed, he is because there's only been three that have ever been impeached. And and so and no convictions ever. But uh, of course, and he, she knew that. But she just wants to be able to say this president did it, and she knows that she did it uh, uh, dishonestly, and uh, and she she absolutely knew. I mean, she's probably the biggest liar in the, in the country, and uh, between her and Adam Schiff, I don't know which one is the biggest liar, but it, it's just uh, astonishing what these people get away with, and they know it, and so it just really doesn't matter to them anymore. All right, there's a big article in the New York Times that I want to bring to your attention as well. Headline says this, crisis casts a harsh light on a one-mission agency unused to public scrutiny. We're talking about the Capitol Hill Police. And here's what's interesting. The Capitol Hill Police started in like 1801 or 1901. I can't remember which. I'd have to look this up. Let me see here. Uh, and I guess it was um, one per, one guy at first that was set to make sure that Congress could 
you know, pass back and forth safely or whatever. Now it's grown to over 2,000 police people. And while that all happens, this, um, you know, capital agency police or whatever, I guess there's uh, uh, 20 of them now that are either fired or on suspension, et cetera, et cetera, because there's allegations they were part of and evidence they were part of. So the investigation goes on. Uh, this break-in is some kind of an inside job. Even the Democrats are pointing to that, Sheriff. Yeah, amazingly so. Uh, but the Democrats, uh, there's uh, about 30 of them being accused, <clears throat> and, it, and it looks like it's being investigated. At least Fox has brought this up, uh, and it was on their bottom line screen uh, this morning, that about 30 senators and congressmen are being investigated for actually the day before taking people around uh, the uh, U.S. Capitol so they knew their way around once they broke in. Yeah, all right. It was 1801, a single guard designed to help people move. To oversee the move of Congress to Philadelphia to Washington, now it has over 2,000 cops, and over 20 of them are uh, under investigation right now, Sheriff. That's not good, uh, 20 of them. That's a serious number. Those yeah. allegations are real. Yeah, they are, and uh, uh, obviously the people are going to have to do uh, something about it, but uh, uh, it, it it just gets, like I say, that rabbit hole just gets deeper and deeper, and, and uh, it's, it's astonishing uh, that that isn't making huge news, that uh, people were taking tours the day before who were actually part of the uh, break-in the following day. At yeah. least that's the accusation. Now, Mr. Ryan, who chairs the House Committee, says we can't get any information for the Capitol Police. Why? Now, they operate under the supposed protective wing of Congress, but Congress can't get information about them. The organization has more than 2,000 police officers. And listen, and a half, what? Uh, how big is this budget? A half-billion-dollar budget? Yeah, half-billion-dollar budget, buddy. Bigger than some other police departments. Man, and most of the time they're just sitting around. Atlanta, Detroit, etc. They have smaller budgets than even the Capitol Police. Now, these are the ones that, uh, you know, dealt with the Vince Foster thing too, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So the plot thickens. You got, you know, a bunch of cops involved, a bunch of cops uh, on suspension. Uh, very concerning indeed. And again, everything points to we need to investigate this all the way from vote fraud all the way to uh, this, but we're just flat out of time. What do you think should happen here, Sheriff? Once um, Joe's in charge, what? You're not going to get to the bottom of nothing. No, no, you're not. And, uh, you know, it should be some sort of independent investigation. Because, uh, one, who trusts the FBI anymore? Uh, maybe the Secret Service, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really difficult to put a lot of trust in any of them. And, uh Maybe they should turn it over to the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration. You know, the guys that have sex parties down in Columbia all the time. You know, so. And, oh and, no, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's just hard to know how to even focus on all this sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. There's just so much corruption. You know, Nancy Pelosi calling the impeachment of President Trump urgent while doing nothing. A French computer programmer sends Bitcoin to right-wing extremists. Left-wing agitator was there. Vote fraud never got really investigated. Trump's supposedly an enemy. 
Crisis casts a harsh light on the agency with 20 police officers under investigation. That's a lot of police officers. People say, oh, there couldn't be a conspiracy. Otherwise, people would know about it, Sheriff. That's <laughs> interesting enough to me as well. Well, it keeps, uh, you know, one uh, layer at a time. It keeps coming to light. And uh, it, it's pretty hard to hide uh, when you're giving tours of the day before. Uh, well, and that needs to be investigated. The Democrats are even claiming that. Yeah. Now, the other thing interesting is a security fence goes up around the same Congress. They're locking it right on down now in preparation for the, quote, I don't know if I dare call it an inauguration. But the Trump, uh, you know, flying to Florida and the Biden takeover, there's a security fence going up around the same Congress that rejected a fence on the border last year, Sheriff. Yeah, and, and I would have told them uh to never put something up like that, and uh, they're not going to need it. I don't even think Washington D.C. is going to need it. Uh, need anything like that? Uh, who's going to protest? It's not going to be the Trump supporters, and that's really where they seem to be aiming it. Uh, or are the are all the leftist uh, BLM antifas and other people going to go uh, burn the streets down and and uh, riot throughout uh, the entire city because they're so happy? that Trump is gone and that Biden is in. Um, nobody really cares about Biden uh, or Kamala Harris. And I look at her going around and waving, at, you know, the crowds and stuff, you know, the very sparse crowds that they are. Like, look look at me. I'm really amazing, and we just did this thing. She couldn't even get 7% running, and then now she's acting like everybody in the country wanted her. The only person that wanted her was the guy that she said was a sexual pervert. You know, so... Uh, why he wanted her and why he wanted that on his legacy of his vice president accusing him of that uh, just, what, a year and a half ago? Uh, astonishing. Uh, but they, these people are just such actors uh, and, and players uh, that, you know, uh, she'll probably be president now. There Rather you, soon. There you have it. Very, very strange stuff now. While the security fence goes up around the same Congress that rejected one at the border saying walls don't work, that's very interesting. But Trump uh, went to the border last Tuesday to celebrate what he calls 400 miles of fence. Yeah, and and that also appears to be uh, doing some good. Uh, if you talk to the sheriffs and other officials uh, along that area, they said it's definitely doing some good. Well. Probably just Republican politicians. I don't know how to respond to that, <laughs> except to say this. You know, Don Lemon's saying everyone who voted for Trump sided with the Klan, the Nazis, and the rioters. That's what CNN openly saying through Don Lemon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, he's, it's hard to handle that. Yeah, and he also came out and supported the violence in Portland. Now, a U.S. Border Patrol agent came out just yesterday and said, hey, on Sunday we arrested a convicted murderer and a sex offender who were trying to illegally cross the border. Now listen carefully. He said, we continue to encounter dangerous criminals who try to breach our borders and enter our country illegally. This is Del Rio Sector Chief Patrol Agent Austin L. Skiro, uh, who said this. Um, this is interesting because that's what Trump was saying, and everybody mocked him back at the time. Now we got a border agent standing up. He should have stood up with Trump when uh, it was actually a hot topic but nevertheless the truth comes out right at the end sheriff 
Yeah, a lot of it looks like it's uh, coming out too late, and that's probably intentional. But, you know, uh, I don't know if Stuart Rhodes' letter ever got to the president. I would think because of the uh, attention that it received uh, by some media outlets that, uh, that he did, but you and I have tried to get a hold of him before, and it just doesn't seem possible to, to get to get to him. But, the only uh, people that can get a hold of him are the swamp monsters. If but, he was going to do it, he should have done it weeks ago. By the way, it's Martin Luther King weekend, and oh, yeah. uh, they say that his message of nonviolence is, is more urgent than ever, Sheriff. But I say, hey, you know what, Trump? Shout out to Trump. Why don't you declassify all the Martin Luther King docs now? Let's get the truth on this character. Yeah. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing Liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News. Joe Biden planning to launch a $20 billion COVID vaccine program. The president-elect announcing a plan yesterday to get 100 million people vaccinated in its first 100 days. I'm convinced the American people are ready to spare no effort and no expense to get this done. All these steps will take some time. It may take many months to get where we need to be. There will be stumbles. And yes, I know so much has already been asked of you. And when we're sworn in next week, we're going to ask you to keep the faith and keep following what we know works. The vaccine program, part of Biden's $2 trillion economic relief package, it calls for raising unemployment benefits from $300 a week to $400 a week through September. He also calls for a $15 an hour minimum wage, more than doubling the current federal minimum wage. Also, he wants a $1,400 stimulus check for each taxpayer. This is USA Radio News. That is the sound. No, that is the sound of the wrecker. That is the sound of the tow truck. That is the sound of your car stuck in the snow and the tow truck is on a... You know what the tow truck is coming for? The tow truck is coming for your wallet. That's what it's coming for. I know. That's what it's coming for. Listen, this is Billy Gerard here, Rockstar Radio. And I, have, I have the solution. It is called Track Grabber. T-R-A-C-G-R-A-B-B-E-R. Go there. TrackGrabber.com. Winter is coming. Do not let this sound be you. Track Grabber. T-R-A-C-G-R-A-B-B-E-R. Go there. Get these. They are inexpensive. They will save you a fortune in the long run, and they will save you from getting stuck. Go to trackgrabber.com. Log on. Get yourself a pair. Get a pair for the family. They're easy to install, and they will get you out of the mud, the snow, the sand. They will save you from the wrecker bills. Oh, my goodness. They will pay for themselves the first time you use the trackgrabber.com. Promo code ROCKSTAR saves 25%. That's trackgrabber.com. Promo code ROCKSTAR. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi calling for an investigation into the security lapses around the Capitol Hill violence. This comes amidst threats of more violence leading up to Inauguration Day. I find this to be a very emotional time. I've said to the members, we're very passionate to our reaction to this assault on our democracy, on this temple to democracy. Pelosi also says some members of Congress could face consequences for their alleged roles in the riot. House Democrats calling for more info on tours of the Capitol led by fellow lawmakers the day before the violent protest. A New Jersey congresswoman says some people seen storming the Capitol were spotted in those small tours, which she compared to a reconnaissance mission. The NRA files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The gun rights group based in New York saying yesterday they're also going to become a Texas-based nonprofit. 
The organization says this move will enable them to continue to be the nation's leading advocate for constitutional freedom, free from the toxic political environment of New York. This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Good news. I was thinking the sheriff had to take off at 7.30, but it's 8.30, so he can be with us a lot longer. Great news, because i got a lot of things to cover with him. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> We're talking about all kind of things going on, ladies and gentlemen. In America, you got left-wing known agitators uh, at the Capitol. The mainstream press lied and almost tried to pretend they didn't exist, but investigations and reality and evidence proves to the contrary. you got a French computer programmer that gave a ton of money <clears throat> To right-wing groups, they say, but how about left-wing groups? How do we know out of the 20-plus addresses that it was all right-wing people? And did anybody give money to the left-wing people that were there? You know, you get all kinds of questions, but they already told you, oh, no, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, nobody was there. Just the Trump whacked out extreme crazy supporters that are militia that are going to kill everybody. Turns out to be not even close to the reality. Uh, The fake news is just eminent everywhere. Uh, but investigations seem to be uh, the wheels of justice grind so slow, I, I question if they even grind these days. Nevertheless, Nancy Pelosi called the impeachment urgent, but yet she's not even sending over the article, the single article of impeachment, uh, to the Senate. So it must not be too urgent, except for to get on record to, to try to cement Trump's legacy as a negative one. Crisis casts a harsh light on the one organization, the Capitol Police, because they're not used to scrutiny, they claim. But you know what? 2,000 police officers. Here's how government grows. Since 1801, they had one cop. One guy there that they said, hey, this is just kind of a guard to, to, to make sure we can go from Philadelphia to D.C. safely or whatever. One guard to do a temporary mission turns into 2,000 cops in a secret agency with a train of failures uh, at its feet from Vince Foster right on down to all kinds of other shootings. I remember the girl that got lost in her car and, and somehow pulled into the wrong place and the cops had a heyday with her, the Capitol Police. So they got all kinds of misery and confusion. Now they've got 20 cops out of 2,000, at least, maybe more, involved somehow in this right-wing-only event. You know, you, you got to start to really dig and go, what the heck? But now security fence goes up around the same Congress that rejected one of the border last year. That's interesting to say the least. Walls don't work except for when it's their people, right? Now the annual March for Life has been canceled in person this year, and the president says it's only partly due to the cocoa, Sheriff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like I say, that rabbit hole just keeps on going and going and going. And, uh, you know, even your bottom of the hour uh, news uh, talk about the reconnaissance a Democrat calls it that reconnaissance inside the U.S. Capitol with uh, the next day rioters. Uh, that really <laughs> needs to be pursued 100. percent But the you got to look at the state, the the U.S. Capitol Police. First of all, I'm astonished that they have 2,000 people on board, 2,000 cops at the Capitol. Then where were they when this thing went down? Uh, uh, there, that's a hard question to answer. There, sure, they were kind of on vacation. Yeah, and and then, I, and, and this has been made a big deal, and I'm not so, so certain that it is, because there's a time in law enforcement that you would do this, but when they open the fences and let people in, 
Uh, I doubt very seriously if you'll see that they actually told them, oh, yeah, come in this door over here. Uh, and, and if they did, then that makes that shooting of, and that, what's the lady's name? I really wanted to get her name. I was looking it up during the break, and I never did find it. Now try to look it up. Yeah, but, um, okay. Keep going. I'll find it. Okay. But anyway, uh, the police would have, at a certain point, said, yes, this crowd is getting crazy. They're going to trample us. They're going to run over us. Uh, We either have to shoot or uh, let them have their way. And uh, so... There, there would be a time you would say, oh, okay, move, move the fence before uh, we get hurt. Uh, you know, what's the worst they're going to do? Uh, you know, usually police do not have that kind of sensitivity about uh, evaluating a situation. They usually just use a bunch of force. Well, they didn't except for one guy killing. Ashley Babbitt, by the way. Babbitt, yes. Uh, Ashley Babbitt. And uh, so, and her first name's Ashley. Correct. Seemed like it was. I'm telling you, it's Ashley Babbitt, 35 years old. Yep. And 13 years a veteran, I think, of the Air Force. And, uh, you know, it already had an interview with her husband. By the way, it was a plainclothes police officer, too, which I find interesting. Oh. Why? Well, yeah, there were. There were several uh, plainclothes officers that were uh, dressed up in suits, just like they look like Secret Service. And uh, they were pointing guns at people just looking in a window. It looked like it was overkill, and that you need you need seven guys pointing a gun at a small window with about two or three people looking in. Um, that that looked kind of funny to me too, from a law enforcement perspective. Uh, but there, yeah, I I don't believe you can go to. Uh, I don't believe you can go to looking at videos of, of cops uh, taking the fence or, or, or opening the fence for people to go through and say, oh, yeah, see, they're part of it. They're, they're let... No, that's that's uh, a conclusion that you can't draw at all until you do your investigation. So as you pointed out, things aren't always as they seem. Well, and, and hold not. on a minute. Let's stop and explain a little bit why that is, because you would say, wait a minute, if they're letting people in, how can that not be evident? Because oftentimes they have ways of dividing people, separating people uh, in an effort to keep the order and keep the police. I don't know everything about it, but what I'm telling you is it isn't always we're letting people in. It sometimes has to do with, um, you know what, we're going to separate people. We're going to, uh, you know, put groups of people in certain places so that uh, less of a number of um, police officers can handle a greater number of people. That doesn't necessarily mean they agreed or participated at all. Right, exactly. Is that is that the right summary to, to draw? Yeah, that that's it. Or, or just like I said at the beginning, it could have been a safer. It could have been a safety measure. This is going to be safer for everybody if we uh, let this crowd. Uh, uh, what Dis- uh, dissipate? Yeah. So, uh, so so to keep all of them right there at a bottleneck, uh, and then have them barge in and and run over people and trample people. A big, huge difference. And so it could have been actually that they didn't want to have to use any uh, lethal force against them, and they knew they would uh, really be creating a monster if they did that. So I think they were showing some actually some thoughtful discretion. In other words, words, hey, you know what, guys? Let's just spread out here for a second. Yeah. Uh, Let's get people in different spots, different places, so everybody's not together, and then we'll try to 
try to handle it and deal with it from there. Right. Um, I think that, that that's a, a wise call. And, and again, I believe that the majority of the police force probably was not involved. Okay, I don't believe that somebody in a smoky secret room went to all 2,000 cops. We're going to create an intentional crisis here. We're going to... No way. Most of the cops are good people. Uh, they weren't told. They were doing their best. Um, they weren't in charge, and so they weren't in the leadership, and they didn't know what you know exactly what plans. They knew their assignment kind of an as-need-to-know basis. And there was a few cops who either with leadership or without, I don't know yet without investigations, but the very few were in on it. 20 out of 2,000 so far is what we're talking about that we even know of. Might have been a little bit more than that. Might have been a few leadership key people. Uh, the fact that there was a debate about even calling in the National Guard, which means, um, you know, a lot of people believe they had, had the National Guard in waiting for this. But there was a battle on if they were going to even bring them in. So most people were under the false assumption that, hey, they are prepared and we got this covered. We find out they weren't. There was only a few people uh, that shut down the preparedness as well. That's something to note. So these conspiracies yeah. aren't as big as people think, but they do exist as the proof. Yeah, exactly. And so. Uh, this this uh, what I th I think this Babbitt lady was a, a humble, very nice person. Obviously not armed. Uh, served her country uh, for 13 years. Uh, a good husband, a husband that loved her. Um, I mean, should she have gone in? No, she should not have. Uh, did she commit a crime? Probably. Was the shooting justified? Uh, we haven't investigated that yet, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say absolutely not. If that one was uh, justified, of the film that I saw when she got shot, uh, they should have shot at least another 250 people. So it's either justified or it's not. And I will compliment the other police for not joining, quote, joining the party. Because I'm telling you, I've looked at too many police shootings and have determined that usually when one starts shooting, they all start shooting, or at least others do. Yeah. And and uh, that happened at, for uh, Jose Garena when he was uh, murdered by the the Pima SWAT team, Pima County SWAT team. Uh, there's five or there's two or three. First there was just one shooting, then there was three, then they were joining in. It's like, oh, I got to join the chorus here. And then one guy that was like 30 feet away from the door where they were shooting runs over there and starts shooting. And and that's just a mentality that, wow. It's a mentality that's simply got to stop and part of the problem why people are uh, even at odds with the police in America, which they shouldn't be. What we need is greater training. The Constitutional Sheriff's, on, Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org, is primed for that training too, ladies and gentlemen. Will Joe call on him? Doubt it. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. 
And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live. The good sheriff, Richard Mack, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Become a lifetime member. I am one. They were poised to set up training. They can set up training for the Capitol Police and uh, any police or sheriff's departments or anybody else across the country. Uh, De-escalation tactics, constitutional oaths of office, and a whole lot more, Sheriff. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we've got one uh, coming up in uh, Sheriff Songer's helping me put one together uh, on the 22nd. So I leave uh, this coming week to go to Washington. And then another group are trying to get me to just stop by Lake, Lake Tahoe on the way home from that one. So that might come. And then um, the 29th of this month, you and I will be in Minnesota with La Vida. Yes, we will, ladies and gentlemen, live from her restaurant. It's going to be a phenomenal time, public uh, opportunity to meet Richard Mack in person, shake his hand. Uh, Sam, uh, myself, and the good sheriff will be speaking. Uh, Sheriff will be talking in uh, in detail uh, about um, really how the checks and balances work in America is the best way I have to describe it. Uh, Relating to really election fraud or anything else, the, the dual sovereignties, the fact that state folks and county folks and people not at the federal level don't have to just lockstep obey federal government mandates, orders, dictates, and the like. The purpose of the putting all the way to the Supreme Court where Bill Clinton lost and the good sheriff won. So we'll be talking about that some, Sheriff. Yeah, absolutely. That's the key to all of this because it was a victory against government overreach. And we want to use that same principle, whether it happens at the federal level, state level, or local level. We must stand against uh, tyranny uh, at all levels. And this is a point, Sam, to make about that right now, and it's a simple one. The police in this country have a decision to make. They can be like Thomas Paine uh, described during and right at the beginning of the Revolutionary War, where he said, Britain with an army to enforce her tyranny. So I ask today's police, there's about a million of you in our country, are you the army that is enforcing the tyranny going on today? 
you have a choice. You can support the tyranny and go and blindly go along with your self-appointed dictators, your governors and mayors, or you can stand for liberty. That's it. You, which one should you be choosing? And that, how difficult is that to see, Sam? That oh yeah, I should be standing for liberty. Well, no, I have a moral high ground to enforce whatever the governor tells me to do. And there's actually some sheriffs and chiefs of police who are doing exactly that. Astonishing. Cannot believe it. But they are doing that. You either choose tyranny or you choose liberty. I hope and pray you choose the latter. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. A very important point. And again, a lot of people like to beat us up. And they like to lie and say, we think that the sheriff is above the law or the sheriff has more power than anybody else in the country. Everybody answers to the sheriff. Um, You know, see, we don't claim that at all. What we claim is there's jurisdictional boundaries. There's checks and balances in America, vertically and horizontally. Uh, And the sheriff, uh, because he's elected and he's closest to the people, has more power than the average sheriff believes he has. And true education about his oath of office, his elected status, and his role in these checks and balances needs to be articulated uh, effectively. And so those who lie and say we think the sheriff is a godlike figure, they're up in the night whacked out crazy, they misrepresent us, and they need to stop. Those who understand, though, the proper role of a constitutional sheriff realize that there are vertical and horizontal checks and balances, realize that the sheriff does have quite a bit of authority. Uh, It's not uh, absolute by any stretch of the imagination, but it is much more significant than people realize. And if you don't believe me, Bill Clinton said, Sheriff, shut up, sit down, I'll arrest you. And the sheriff said, oh, no, you don't. They went to the Supreme Court and the sheriff prevailed. Need I say more, sir? No, that's a great review. Thank you. Uh, anyway, but, I thought that would be worth articulating, and maybe we got to get this little soundbite from my talk show, and whenever the thugs lie, we can just play that back and put it in proper perspective. Uh, very few people can articulate where a sheriff really uh, is positioned in this country, but it isn't by accident. It's by historical reality and necessity, uh, and it isn't a dictatorial position by the sheriff either. We, we believe in rejecting tyranny everywhere. But there are checks and balances, and the sheriff does have tremendous authority. It just needs to be understood and used properly while keeping one's oath of office to the people who elected him. Isn't that the key? That is key, and it's a simple one. It's an equation. Uh, we, the people, are in charge. We appoint dash elect our sheriff. We review his or her job every four years. And then we we are in charge. That's what makes us a republic. And still we hear all these Nancy Pelosi's. Could you believe it? Nancy Pelosi actually said uh, we're here to make sure people are honoring their oaths of office and we're protecting the Constitution. She's, protect, she's protecting, now you already alluded to this, She's protecting the Constitution by not by by impeaching Trump, but by not sending the article of impeachment over to the Senate. Then she knows it cannot be done. So she's admitting she's violating the Constitution while she's lying to everybody, saying that she's actually defending the Constitution doing this. What? I mean, good grief. Yes, amen. I want to also dispel another rumor, though. You know, they always say that the CSPOA is a militia organization or tied into the militia or 
look, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association has never been a militia group. Or and, associated with And them. is not even associated with um, militia groups. No. I mean, I and I'll be the first one to admit uh, the the word militia is mentioned in the Constitution four times, including in the Second Amendment, uh, in Article One, Section 8, another two or three times. Uh, and I have nothing against most militias if they're out uh, committing crimes and t- arrest them all. Uh, but uh, anybody committing just crimes, not arrest deal. them. Yeah, it, but it's not our deal. We've never gone there. Where we uh, we support nonviolence, like you say in your show every day. We do not support revolution. We support peaceful restoration, and that's what we are about. Uh, could there be a time where where uh, violence would be legitimate in in having a revolution, another revolutionary war, or another civil war? Uh, it could happen, and I'm and I'm trying to do everything we can in 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 coalescing with the sheriffs of this country uh, and working with them to make sure that it stays peaceful. Our movement and what we're doing to restore our Constitution. I hope and pray that our efforts are uh, blessed and, and that they are successful, but we are supporting nonviolent restoration. Remember, it's about the Constitution and the supreme law of the land, which is law and order, which does have checks and balances. And it's about the proper authority. So we do talk about sheriff's posses. Uh, we do talk about, uh, you know, people who uh, have been deputized by sheriffs. Uh, and, you know, when you really read the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment basically talks about a well-regulated militia. A lot of times that has to do with the proper role of government organizing with these people, giving them legitimate authority on loan, sometimes permanent, sometimes temporary, depending on the situation. But it is about the people working with the proper role of government, oftentimes through the sheriff. And there's a big difference in modern day manipulation of the word militia to what we're speaking of. The modern-day militia is just a bunch of renegades running around with guns saying, my gun's bigger than your gun, and hey, I have authority because I say so, and I'm the people. What you don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, is that the people don't have uh, unlimited authority on their own. Okay, by the consent are we governed, okay? And so um, there's a check and balance. We consent, and then we got to coordinate with uh, government officials. Only in complete wartime, when the breakdown of government entirely occurs, um, then it might be different assemblies for you know committees of safety and some of those other kind of things. But in the meantime, a proper role would be for a group of people in conjunction with uh, their sheriff, the elected official, coordinating for the security of their area or their jurisdiction or county, whatever state, it depends on the level we're talking about, uh, in conjunction with proper um, elected authority. That's really where the power comes from. And what they want to do is act like we're just vigilantes and we support that type of action. We don't. The two aren't the same. And let's educate and get used to it as soon as possible because that's what the National Guard is to some degree, a similar kind of an idea. Same with then a sheriff's posse. Uh, Again, it's a different jurisdictional reality, but the point's the same. We don't have standing armies in America. We don't believe in them. I know we've got one, but we're not supposed to. For longer than a certain term, go look it up. But I digress except to say that this these things can be legitimate if done properly. And a lot of the problems out there are because people don't understand it or 
uh, a lot of groups take authority when they have none, and those are the problems, Sheriff. Yeah, it is, and and we're just hoping to keep this uh, legitimate uh, and uh, focused on our goals, and uh, to and we're really a Paul Revere organization. We're just trying to wake people up uh, to what's really going on and to who the real enemy is and uh, how we address uh, the, the destruction of America and then how we get it back. And uh, there's no question that the Democrats and Republicans have become very destructive of these ends, to quote uh, the Declaration of Independence. So now they And there's say, no doubt that we need to erect barriers uh, based on the rule of law and the checks and balances so beautifully articulated in our supreme law. And so the focus that you're uh, putting right now on the checks and balances is, is exactly all this is about. And the states have an obligation to be part of that at, per the Tenth Amendment. Uh, and the states have acquiesced and gone along with the uh, federal takeover of power in this country. And uh, we're kind of trying to reverse that. And when we say reverse that, what we mean is we're trying to create the checks and balances that, that truly denote the jurisdictional realities, the checks and balances, the proper role, the elected official status, uh, the oath of office. There's all kinds of terms that come into play when we discuss these complicated topics. But make no mistake, we don't believe the sheriff is a king. That would be just another form of tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. How dumb is that? We're not suggesting that at all. What we are suggesting, though, is training can happen. Understanding of one's oath can occur. A dedication to the supreme law of the land can be achieved. And our efforts to help sheriffs and the people that elect them to understand these jurisdictional boundaries, to understand the proper role, and to insist that it's carried out via their oaths of office is critical. That's what we're talking about. Man, is it sure hard to educate, though, when they've created modern terms of division modern terms of uh, escalation we're all about de-escalation we're all about peace we're all about saying wait a minute hold on now the sheriff of the people are friends not enemies hold on now there are proper roles to go about this hold on now the people can't support the sheriff and keep peace in their jurisdiction hold on now clinton's not right hold, wait a minute we have the right to keep and bear arms but that doesn't mean we're violent or criminal hold Wow, folks, there's a lot to talk about and a lot to educate on. The best way to get involved and learn more about it and help with the educational solutions is get involved with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. I'm a lifetime member. You should become one as well. CSPOA.org. The good sheriff's with me next hour as well. God save the republic. That's peaceful, ain't it? Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and the good sheriff, Sheriff Richard Mack, on your radio. We've been talking about the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Doing a phenomenal job. Become a lifetime member. I am CSPOA.org. 
This is Saturday, January the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Hour two of two. And the goal always to promote God, family, and country and protect life, liberty, and property. That's always what we do, folks. By the way, fast food workers yesterday went on a strike. They want to keep pressure on the Biden administration and on the, quote, rich restaurant owners to pay them 15 bucks an hour. Kirk Crosby always said, why don't you just pay him 100 <laughs> Facebook suspended Trump's account and then immediately got over 150,000 likes. Parlor CEO John Matz, the site may never return. Yeah, they're shutting down our ability to speak to one another. Free speech in the crosshairs, unfortunately. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, we set a dangerous precedent by banning Trump, but hey, he at the same time talks out of the other side of his mouth and says, we're going to start banning on mass. You ain't seen nothing yet. We'll get into that later in the broadcast. AOC, that's a Ocasio-Cortez, slams the press. She says she needs to create a federal commission to reign in the press. They want a 1984 Ministry of Truth kind of a thing. Whacked out as all get out. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler outraged when reporter dared to ask. And did the Portland riots set the stage for the Capitol breach? Representative Tom McClintock of California speaking out as well. Ripping Democrats saying, hey, soft approach to the riots. And the BLM riots uh, over the summer contributed to the riot that happened at the Capitol. There you have it. Now, this whacked out uh, actor named Kevin in Home Alone 2, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin, however you say his name. Anyway, he supports erasing the Trump cameo from Home Alone 2 because, of course, Trump's a bad guy, they say. They lie, folks. They're not honest. That's kind of the problem. Pinkerton, that's an author for Breitbart, writes and says, Senators Blackburn... Tennessee, Holly, Missouri, want 90% of federal jobs out of Washington, D.C. Drain the swamp, reunite the country, they say. What do you say to that, Sheriff? Well, I, I think they're uh, further dividing the country, obviously. I mean, that's an understatement and quite trite because it's so obvious. But um, I, I still take issue with the FBI issuing any kind of information whatsoever that uh, we're expecting armed violence uh, in Washington, D.C., armed violence. Sam, if anyone was trying, especially on the right, or any of these militia groups or any of the uh, three percenters or one percenters or, uh, you know, gun rights groups, Militias, uh, uh, so, uh, uh, committees of safety, uh, modern-day sons of liberty, whatever they call themselves, uh, all these groups. That you and I have seen and worked with uh, to a certain extent, uh, uh, some not very much at all, and then some quite a bit. They come to all our meetings, uh, or, or at least uh, the rallies that you and I have been to, uh, whether we organized them or not, you know, they're, they're there. And... Uh, Emails and texts get put out about this sort of thing all the time. Why haven't I seen a single solitary one go to the state capitol in Phoenix on Inauguration Day? Uh, We're going to have our own protest. We want you to speak or we want you to be there. Uh, Nothing. I've received nothing from D.C. to Honolulu. 
I have received nothing, not seen a thing about it. But yeah, and yet they say you and I are part of this movement, and that that uh, you're a domestic terrorist and I'm a domestic terrorist. How come the des- domestic terrorist right wing groups uh, have not involved you and me? Because SPLZ says we're domestic terrorists. Well, so, and they also have rolled out a ton of it? money to all these people, and I ain't seen no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell them to send it our way. But they're not, you know, that's why I'm telling you right now, I believe it's a lie, and I believe that they're actually trying to uh, make it worse. Oh, what? There's going to be armed protests? Oh, gosh, i got to get there. You know, they're literally announcing worldwide that there's going to be armed protests. Okay, how many people are hearing that and go, well, heck, I don't want to miss that. You know, well, and how many people are going, by the way, I won't exercise my First Amendment rights to peacefully assemble because I know that it's going to get rowdy, too. There's manipulation on this everywhere. And part of the problem is now even the March for Life that's been going on since 1972. Yeah, exactly. Says they're not going to have their event now live. Okay, yeah, so listen so- up. The annual March for Life, if you haven't heard, has been canceled in person this year. And the March's president says it's only partly due to the coronavirus pandemic. In other words, the other things that to do with it are riots and civil unrest and, and et cetera, et cetera, with a hostile abortion team coming into office or whatever else. They're just going, it's just not even safe to bring our people there. We don't dare recommend it. But First Amendment goes up in smoke. Well, the Second, second Amendment, too, I guess. <laughs> I pray but- not, but predict you're right. That's no, where, but, where we're but headed. It's, 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 the smoke and mirrors of all of this. So if I were in charge of the FBI, I would say uh, we're expecting uh, some violence. We're preparing for it. In fact, I wouldn't say expecting. We're just making sure that we're being careful. Uh, we're not expecting violence. Um, I think we've all learned our lesson from what happened at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and we're asking people for calm. Uh, and if your celebrations uh, are out there, uh, we're asking you to keep it calm. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, you want to play your music and, and celebrate, please go ahead. Uh, but let's keep this peaceful. They're not even asking for that, Sam. They're not. And let me tell you the other thing that I find interesting. You and I have been to some pretty big political events in our day, Sheriff. Oh, yeah. All right. And I went to the U.S. inauguration of President Donald John Trump. And they tried to make you believe there wasn't very many people there, but I'm telling you right now, oh, there yeah. was hundreds of thousands of people there. How do I know? Because I walked and marked from the back of the crowd all the way up to the front, and I'm telling you right now, I walked and walked and walked and walked and walked, and it was further than walking through a Sam's Club, man, by like 20 times. I don't even know the number, but it was huge. I must have walked a half a mile almost. Uh, okay, this was, and it was peaceful. Not only was it peaceful for the most part, there were a few bad apples that got stopped. We saw some rioters in small segments uh, that dealt with the cops and stuff like that as we drove by or whatever else. But for the most part, it was amazingly peaceful. Not only did I go to that, I went to the Republican National Convention live. And I'm telling you, the way they had the fences organized, the way they had layers of security, 
you know, you would go in through this, and then there'd be fences, and then there'd be barricades, and you'd go to the next level and the next level. It took five or six or ten different transitions to get all the way into the, I don't know if I dare say inner sanctum, but uh, you know what I mean, to the building to where, where it was all held. And there was no way that you were going to get a, a ton of people just breaching things, and there was too many levels of stopgap measures in place. Uh, and anyway, I bring this all up because they can create peaceful events if they want to, sir. I'm telling you right now, I don't care who goes to riot. You can stop them and isolate them in about two seconds if you set up things properly. They know this, Sheriff. I know this, and I'm just an ignorant guy. I don't even, I've never been in law enforcement. But what I'm telling you is when I go to these events and I can see these different layers of security, look, you had to walk all the way down to the end of this to go through here, and it was a checkpoint. And you had to walk all the way down there to get through that. And there's just no way you could you could create all kinds of crazy. All they'd have to do is close this, and boom, they've got 3,000 people in one spot and 4,000 people in another spot and 500 people in another spot. And uh, what I'm telling you is that I, I see the security, and I see that they could easily control the crowds, and you could stop the violence if you wanted to. So this big show at the Capitol where we're expecting it to be crazy, you know, the allegations were locking down communications, we're doing this and doing all that. They are now using this, uh, just like they used the Capitol riot, quote, insurrection for an agenda and a planned event. They're now using this for the opposite purpose. Yeah, they are. To make you stay home and or yeah. fear violence and or go to violence. In other words, right. both are happening depending on who you really are, right? Right. Uh, and if they were really trying to stop this, they would be asking people to stay home and to stay calm and quit quit telling the nation yep there's going to be violence and our armed violence not only at not only at the capital but at every state capital too by the in fact you might as well make violence at every capital probable right yeah. it's crazy town and we reject it yeah and, and uh, gosh i'd love to see some real leadership for once uh and in, instead of saying i mean that's almost inciting to riot right there well, and shame on Joe. Joe should be speaking out about this, too. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, but he's too busy trying to unite us all. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> I say shame on dishonest Joe for a variety of reasons. Uh, well, Sam, I don't think he has the cerebral capacity to really know and understand. He just gets told what to do and say over and over. And Yeah, but look, if Joe, I mean, he's probably third grade level at this point with his loss of mental capacity. California schools are telling third graders to rank themselves according to power and privilege. So where does where does Joe rank when it comes to power and privilege, Sheriff? <laughs> Boy, uh, you're not just a kid. And uh, if, if he has to uh, extend his wonderful influence to his son to get more money bringing into the family, then he'll oh certainly do that as well. All right. By the way, today at Liberty Hall in uh, Utah... There is a preparedness event, 11 to 3. I will be there live. I recommend you be there as well. It's going to be tremendous. Show up, man. All kinds of cool stuff with booths and a barbecue truck and a whole lot more, folks. Just thought I'd tell you about it. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. 
and the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've got just about 10 minutes with a good sheriff before he has to fly to cover three uh, important stories. First one, Sheriff, Capitol Police Intelligence warned of insurrection days in advance. How come y'all didn't hear about it, number one? And number two, if that's true, how come they weren't ready? Something isn't making sense, buddy. Well, <clears throat> that can happen also, uh, and legitimately. It can happen. Is it what you you know? They could just uh, doubt it. Uh, they they need to have time to see what kind of intel are you doing here. It would take days uh, sometimes, especially in Washington D.C., uh, to actually analyze the information they have. Uh, but it would not be hard, Sam, to say, "Oh, you mean about a million and a half people are coming here to hear Trump," and then right after that. Uh, it's part of the plan to come over to the U.S. Capitol. Uh, at that point, Sam, uh, you would think that all 2,000 uh, police, uh, U.S. Capitol Police would be there. You would also think that they would have some very legitimate barriers. Uh, you would also think that uh, the, the National Guard would be standing by very closely. Uh, so yeah, the, the point would, is those are basic things. That, those are basic things that you would have in place at any large, large, large gathering with that potential. Even if you don't believe the cre- the the cre- uh, threat is credible enough, right? You would still have that. What would be the harm in having that preparation? That, that, I just don't understand um, how that could be uh, overlooked or intentionally stopped. That's really what you got to know, right? Yeah, and and uh, you know they started acting like the you know the D.C. mayor is calling the Virginia to send their national guard over, and and it's almost like she's just uh, trying to to shove it in the face of Trump and not really take care of the situation. Uh, and which brings up another story: the last thing we want to do is make D.C. a state. Oh my gosh! 
Oh, well, that's what they're pushing for. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Now, that's story one, which I find interesting. Capitol Police Intelligence warned of insurrection days in advance. Well, they lied and claimed they didn't know, too. Yeah. So, that, they did, again, so. this is where we have all these conflicts that make me go, hmm. What's really up? What on earth is going on here? Yeah. Okay, so can those laps of understandings happen? Yes, they can. Sheriff's right. But did they in this case? And who knew what when? And who reported what when? And, you know, uh, pardon the pun, this isn't literal, but heads need to roll here. Yeah, they do. Uh, and there needs to be accountability in all of this. And, I mean, how many different uh, high-ranking positions there have already resigned over this? It looks like me. They're scared and they want to get out of there before the, the investigation points at them. Uh, hurry up and get your retirement before they prove that you don't get your retirement. You know, so uh, it, it looks it looks pretty suspicious. All right. Hopefully people will dig into it. I don't have a lot of confidence because who's going to do it on the Joe Biden Kamala watch. But there you have it. Um, All right. Second story. And I I hope to get to all three of these. Second story. New York City. I'm sorry. New York Times corrections, Sheriff. They had to make a correction in their newspaper today. I caught them at it. Here it is. They had a picture. With a, a picture caption with an essay. This weekend. On page 30. So they had a picture with an essay on page 30 of the New York Times. It was about the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Okay? And they say they misidentifies as a rioter. So they misidentified a guy who was a rioter. But you know who it turned out to be? No. It was a shirtless man. Shirtless? Yeah. Shown outside a broken door. So they caught a picture of a shirtless man outside of a broken door. At the Capitol, they said, hey, this guy's a rioter. This guy's a Trump supporter. This guy's whacked out crazy. Turns out, though, that he was actually a videographer. He removed his shirt after being pepper sprayed. And the only reason he removed his shirt is because, again, he's trying to get that chemical away from him. It was all over his shirt. So he took his shirt off. And he was actually a videographer covering the event for the Daily Caller. <laughs> and they got caught. And they had to retract. Oh, my gosh. See, this is the kind of propaganda that I'm talking about. Now, let me say this. They say that he was punching a door, that he was violent. Turns out he was trying to get his phone back because that's what he was using to record the whole event. Right. And so he's like, I I don't care about my shirt. Get rid of that thing. It's about to make me, I can't breathe. Get rid of this shirt. Hey, give me that phone. I got to have that. That's my whole reason for being here. That's my evidence for the reporting service that I report for. They literally said this guy's got his shirt off. He's violent. He's punching this door and getting all crazy. He's a Trump supporter, radical. And they got caught and had to retract. It isn't true. So my question to the New York Times is if you got nailed on that one to the wall, and you guys claimed that it was all Trump supporters right out of the gate with no even real investigation going on. How credible are you, Sheriff? Meaning the, the, the New York Times here, when they have to retract like that and when they came out calling it with a certain agenda from the start without even investigations. Their credibility is trash. So you're, you're asking if the New York Times has credibility? Uh, I'm just saying, what does that do to their <laughs> credibility, right? Yeah. If it could get any lower, then, uh, then they already have it, you know. So it, that's typical of the New York Times, and uh, they they have learned over the years uh, they don't have to be careful or or good reporters uh, because they can always just fudge a little, fudge a little here, fudge a little there, and then retract later if you have to. 
which that's what they do often. Sometimes they don't even care about retracting. But this guy was not a right-wing radical nut, so they went ahead and retracted. Otherwise, yeah. they would not have. Anyway, I just find it interesting that we caught him at it. And again, if there's one like that, how many really are there? Because if you and I had been there and they had said that we were leading the way, uh, and then they find out later that we didn't, would they have retracted? No. Oh, they would have because Sam Bushman would have went ballistic. Yes, they would have. And I've had these people retract before. so Yeah. You know, I, I get a little bit crazy on these people when they're dishonest like that. Um, you know, when we lead the charge, let me tell you what happens. We bust out in spontaneous singing Amazing Grace and that kind of stuff. Just want to set the record straight. Pretty radical. Yes, yes indeed. All right, the third story, Sheriff, you probably can't handle this one. I hate to just ruin your world right before you take off, but I'm gonna I gotta do it. Headline says this from Fox News. <clears throat> Three samples of ice cream from a Chinese company tested positive for COVID nineteen and now they're having to withhold dessert as a result, buddy. Well withhold Chinese desserts, that's one thing, but well, Don't. hold on now. That's just the start now. It occurred in China <laughs> in the beginning, and you can expect it to come to an ice cream parlor or a store, your favorite grocery store, near you, sir. This, in my opinion, is the start of the tainting of the food supply, my friend. You can't even eat because you'll get the cocoa. Well, that's a, you knew that had to be coming, and, uh, you know, uh, it's going to all be part of the food. It started shortage. with your favorite vegetable, sir. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you what a sad day. Seriously, though, Fox News reporting that uh, three samples of ice cream, I guess, are tainted with COVID. It's from a Chinese company right now, tested positive for COVID-19. And I don't know, um, they say thousands of boxes of dessert have been confiscated as a result of it. And uh, I look at that and I just go, what's next, Sheriff? What's next? Um. Shutting down baseball? Probably. Oh, they've already done that. Well, uh-huh. Now, the CDC also says they have a warning about the new strain of virus. They say the British version could dominate in the U.S. by March, Sheriff. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, but I will say they better not shut down Culver's, Andy's, or Freddy's. And you better not shut down the sheriff's favorite ice cream oh, joints, man. Gosh. He got off the donuts when he quit being a cop. I'm off donuts, but I, I'll tell you, Sam, uh, I don't foresee me stopping my uh, raspberry pecan concrete at Culver's or, or Nielsen's. Now, Nielsen's was really the first one on this. Yeah. Nielsen was a leader, uh, uh, but they don't have one in the Phoenix area anymore, Mesa, where they used to have one. They shut it down for some crazy reason. But uh, there's some a real good uh, Nielsen's in Las Vegas on Eastern Avenue, and uh, obviously a real good one in St. George, obviously a really good one in Holiday Area uh, in Salt Lake City, and then uh, also one in uh, Bountiful. And the Bountiful one, I think, was the first one. That's right, in Utah. Now, they also say the global coronavirus death toll top 2 million on Friday, according to data from John Hopkins University, Sheriff. 2 million people died from the COVID so far. Which no one has ever verified any of those statistics. No one ever. No one. I know, but see, what you got to do is you got to just use the millions to just drive a panic. It's in your ice cream, buddy. Yeah. 
two million people already have it worldwide. The British version is going to kick off with a vengeance in March, and buddy. Okay, two million sounds like a lot, but do that, make that a percentage of the world's population and see what it is. What, seven billion? Yeah, two million, million out of seven billion is still probably going to be, what, one percent? And we're not really uh, trying to be offensive of those who have lost their lives or be careless about that. But what we're hey. saying is, what are we to do? Sheriff, I almost lost mine. Amen. Sheriff Godspeed, sir. Thank you so much, Sam. See you soon. CSPOA.org. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News. A convicted killer put to death this morning. Dustin Higgs executed at 123 Eastern Time at a federal prison complex in Indiana. The 48-year-old ordered the deaths of three women in Maryland in 1996. In his final words, he proclaimed his innocence. His execution, the 13th of a federal inmate under President Trump. Capitol Hill security to undergo a review. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announcing yesterday that retired Lieutenant General Russell Honore will lead an immediate review of safety lapses around last week's attack. She says what happened was unthinkable. It's so sad. Imagine, like 10 days ago, as I said, we, we really lost our innocence in this because we always prepare to protect and defend from all enemies foreign. But the Constitution also says, and domestic. And now we have to protect ourselves from enemies domestic. Meanwhile, the lead prosecutor investigating the riot said yesterday there's no direct evidence that the protesters were looking to capture and kill elected officials. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Joe Biden planning to reverse what he calls a dismal failure, the vaccine rollout. President-elect Biden yesterday announcing a plan to get 100 million COVID vaccine shots administered in his first 100 days. The $20 billion vaccine rollout, part of his $2 trillion economic relief package. Tim Berg has details on that. President-elect Joe Biden outlined a $1.9 trillion spending bill that includes $1,400 per person checks be sent to households to supplement the $600 direct payments approved in December. Biden's plan also helps out state and local governments. Florida Republican Congressman Michael Walls reacts to that part of Biden's proposal. States have to balance their budget. The federal government doesn't. So AOC and now uh, Joe Biden are going to the big piggy bank in the sky that prints nonstop money. That audio courtesy of Fox and Friends from the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau. I'm Tim Berg. Biden also wants to raise unemployment benefits from $300 a week to $400 a week through September. This is USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch.
All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, the good sheriff, was with me for a couple of uh, segments there. First hour and second half. I walk alone for the last of the broadcast, but man, I got news that it was refused to use for you, baby. Newly elected Georgia rep, her name is Marjorie Taylor Green, plans to introduce articles of impeachment against Joe Biden on January 21st, the day after the inauguration or the coronation. I don't know what you call this transfer of power. To me, it's not peaceful. If congressional members literally brought in the rioters, created reconnaissance the day before, as the Democrats allege, uh, if the Capitol Police did not alarm people, did not have the National Guard standing by, did not do the appropriate preparations, uh, if all these things are true about uh, folks that are not Trump supporters or whatever else, coordination from the inside, if you will, an inside job, no doubt they stopped the impeachment, or I'm sorry, they stopped the uh, election fraud discussions dead in its tracks, pointed directly at President Trump. Anyway, Marjorie Taylor Greene, new rep of Georgia, is going to file articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. And here's what's interesting. They say Trump's a terrorist because of his his, uh, speech. But remember, Joe Biden literally threatened and bragged about it, threatening to withhold a billion dollars in loan guarantees to Ukraine if the prosecutor, uh, Prosecutor General Victor Shokin, wasn't replaced. The Hill reports this in detail. So you got pretty harsh rhetoric. You know, we had to bleep out parts of it to even play it back on the radio from Joe Biden. All right, so Trump's heading to Texas to showcase the border wall, showing that he got 400 miles of border wall done. All right, what what goes on with this? If John Sullivan is not BLM, the educator of the Capitol, where did he get his money from? BLM man who filmed Ashley Babbitt inside Capitol organized leftist protest outside of building before it was stone or before it was stormed. Writes the Gateway pundit. What's going on with all this? ADL uh, attacks the Anti Defamation League attacks social media website Gab. So probably Gab going to be shut down pretty soon. Amazon talks about the last holiday season doing awesome. Biggest holiday shopping season ever. Anyway, that's some of the recapped headlines from yesterday. Let's talk about now. I've got more headlines. So the CDC has warning about the new strain of the coronavirus. They say the British version could dominate America by March. Fox News says three samples of ice cream by the Chinese is infected with the COVID. No doubt it's going to taint the food supply. It's pretty soon going to be very careful what you eat. Now they also say the global coronavirus death toll, 2 million, they say, on Friday. Wow. Top 2 million Friday, according to John Hopkins. That's a sad tale. I don't mean to dismiss it or act like it's not serious. But I will say we cannot shut down our society over it. It doesn't make any sense, right? Now, there's a COVID vaccine secret that's out now. The WHO protocols, they call them the WHO protocols that Pfizer used to produce the mRNA for the vaccine. That's the Corona vaccine. Do not appear 
to identify any nucleotide sequences that are unique to the SARS-CoV-19 or COVID-2 virus. When investigator Flan Leader questioned this to Pfizer, they confirmed that the DNA template does not, I repeat, does not come directly from an isolated virus from an infected individual or person. Okay? So they're admitting blatantly they don't have an isolated version of the gene sequence. They don't have the COVID. So if you don't have the isolated virus, folks, how can you claim you've sequenced it? Huh? And if you sequenced it by assumption and guess or prototypes, how can you claim the sequence of the virus is real? Very serious, serious allegations. Right? Serious allegations, to say the least. Where do you go with this kind of stuff, huh? I mean, it it seems like the fake news and propaganda is so out of control in America. And we're just almost like gadflies when it comes to trying to deal with it. It's everywhere. And I bring it up, and they're just like, "Mm, I'm a gadfly because I bring it up. And not enough people hear, not enough people know. it's, It's just mind-boggling what can we do and what's going to happen to our society if this continues it's very very scary right all right twitter ceo that's jack dorsey right says that censorship will be much much bigger than the trump ban is that scary To me, that's very scary. Because what does that mean? Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey says, hey, it's going to be much, the censorship going to be much, much, much bigger than the Trump ban. That is a scary statement, to say the least, in my opinion. It's like, what? It just gives you a hint of what they got planned for us, right? He admitted that big tech is going to just lock down on everybody. In response to Jack Dorsey, <clears throat> Dennis Prager of PragerU, subject, don't let big tech close the Internet, is what Dennis Prager is saying. Yeah. Think of a country where a small group of people decide what is truth and what is fiction. This group is not held accountable for their decisions. And they get away with anything they like hiding behind giant media. And tech companies are corrupt third-party fact-checkers. Mysterious people decide what you can see, what you can hear, what you can read, what you can say. This group of unknown people not only control the information you see and hear, But they routinely ruin people's social status, reputations, careers, through censorship. Yeah. Cancellation. And slander. Just by pressing a few buttons on a keyboard, folks. We're not talking about Russia or China. We're talking about today's America and the power of big tech. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Dennis Prager's response to this is. 
I really believe that, uh, sad to say that, you know what, Dennis Prager is right. Wow. It's scary. It's almost like you don't even know how to deal with it, huh? It's so massive. It's scary. Most folks can't even imagine a society like this, but I submit to you, we've already kind of got one, right? We've already got a society like this. They've already shut down the president. They literally have kind of said, hey, the president can't speak out on Twitter or Facebook because he'll commit violence or he'll it'll lead to violence. At the same time, they release videos that are pre-approved, that have been vetted to, to be okay. And the president encouraged to release those. Does that scare you? That scares the heck out of me. Think of a country where a small group of people decide what is truth and what is fiction. This group is not held accountable for their decisions. They get away with anything they like, hiding behind giant media and tech companies or third-party fact-checkers. They decide what you can see, what you can hear, what you can say. Wow, do they have an interesting world planned for us, don't they? I don't know how to respond to all this, folks. And the reason I don't is because I've been trying to get people to back the new media taking center stage for quite a while. Right? I've been really trying to get people to understand what's going on for quite some time in the media. All right. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Wowzers. Got a lot to cover. One segment to do it in. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, live and on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, man. And we got news the networks refuse to use always on your radio. Some try to say we're negative. I disagree. We try to tell the tale of liberty as we see it. Sometimes it isn't pretty. But we also got to tell the truth that we got to know where we are. Sometimes you say, hey, we live in perilous times. Is that negative or is that an assessment of reality? It's how we look at it and what we do with the information that really, in my humble opinion, is critical. All right. That's really the critical kind of component. And I want to end on a positive note. All right. Today is National Religious Freedom Day. Are you aware of that, ladies and gentlemen? Did the mainstream press tell you that? Today is National Religious Freedom Day. And do you know anything about the origins of this? Right? Do you know anything about Religious Freedom Day 2021, folks? Or not? Because if you don't, it's a tragedy. Why don't you know about it, can I ask? Right? Fair question. You should know about Religious Freedom Day. Religious Freedom Day 2021, baby. Right? Has anybody told you about this? It's not a national holiday, sadly. But I think it's important. I think it's vitally important for people to understand it's National Religious Freedom Day. I think it's critical to highlight this in the minds of the American people. Because I really think this teaches us who we are as a people. Right? Freedom is a fragile thing. And is never than more than one generation away from extinction. It is not ours by inheritance. It must be fought for and defended constantly by each generation. Ronald Reagan. It was his gubernatorial inaugural address, 1967, the year I was born, baby. Religious freedom wins the 2020. Are there any? Yeah, as today is National Religious Freedom Day. We thought it would be a good idea to look back a little bit at some recent wins for religious freedom in the United States. Religious Freedom Day, folks, is today. It's an annual observance that serves as a reminder of how important religious freedom is. Last year, and even the beginning of 2020, 
21, it's important to understand how fragile our freedoms and especially our religious freedoms are. If you've been engaged, you know firsthand that Reagan's words could not be truer. Amen to that. Wow, our freedoms are fragile. Every year, people across our nation must fight the aggressive agenda to jettison religion. 2020 was no different, but it did indeed yield hard-fought victories from our Supreme Court. Yeah, Espinosa versus Montana Department of Revenue. The Supreme Court protected the right of private faith-based schools to receive public benefits. Now, you can debate if that's good or not. I kind of question that one, but I get their point. At least people are fighting in the public square for religion. In our, our Lady of Guadalupe School versus um, via or versus Morsi Beru, I don't know how to say this names. The court protected the right of private faith-based schools to make decisions regarding teacher employment without government interference. Huge. Huge. Yeah, the government must stay out of employment decisions regarding key positions in church and school. Little Sisters of the Poor had a win. Peter and Paul Home versus the Pennsylvania upheld the, reli- the right of religious employers, a.k.a. the nuns of the Little Sisters, to object to the contraceptive mandate under the Affordable Care Act. They don't have to promote abortion, promote death, promote pills, promote... Okay, they don't have to fund it. Finally, Tanzan v. Tamver made it clear that religious discrimination by government officials would not be tolerated. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of good stuff. A lot of details. But the battle to preserve our religious freedom for the next generation is being fought on a daily basis by organizations like Family Policy Alliance. They get the credit for this, uh, d- these details. They say, although we have experienced great wins, we know that a Joe Biden administration will work hard to roll back our wins and our efforts and our hard-fought freedoms on religious liberty. They say, in addition to following our emails, check out our One Nation Under God initiative. We can keep our freedoms from going extinct and preserving them for the next generation by starting by starting on our knees and imploring the one who granted us our freedom in the first place. Please get involved. Thank you for joining the fight. Sincerely, Stephanie Curry, Policy Manager. And um, anyway, I commend them. I'm really grateful for their leadership. It's the Family Policy Alliance doing a great job, uh, in my opinion. Religious freedom is critical, folks. Today is National Religious Freedom Day. Religious Freedom Day 2021, baby. Important, important, important stuff. I don't know that I can find something more important really today than that. Now, Joe Biden is going to try to remove any vestige of the two genders on his first day in office. Yeah. 
He's going to remove any legal recognition of the two genders on his first day, they say. Right? That's serious, seriously concerning, folks. What are we coming to in America when uh, the new president of the United States, you know, in office by hook or by crook, as I would say, I don't believe it's legitimate at all. But you've got Joe Biden literally doubling down against gender. Joe Biden to remove any legal recognition of the two genders on his first day, they're saying. This, to me, is a very strike at religion. Okay? We've won a lot of things in 2020 relating to religion. And I'm glad that people are involved and put up the fight and stand for liberty and religious freedom and everything else. But, folks, why do I say it's a strike at religion to obliterate two genders? Because God Almighty, at the very start of the Bible, says male and female created I them. I don't speak for God. I'm just trying to paraphrase, right? Be very clear. Uh, This is (laughs) God's the one that declared male and female. Not I. And God declared male and female to be... um, complementary to one another, not adversarial. This is important to understand. Not adversarial. Man is not greater than woman as woman is not greater than man. They are not equal. Let me say it again. They are not equal. You say, what, Sam? How dare you? I'm going to tell you right now, they're not equal. All right. Why do I say that? Because men and women have equality before God. But let's be very clear. They are different. Male and females are different. Okay? I'm not for one second saying that a male is more important than a female. And when I say they're not equal, equal is identical. Men and women are not equal and not identical. They do have... God-given roles, right? And those God-given roles are unique and different, but designed to be complementary. Let's be clear about that. They're not adversarial by nature. They are not designed to be uh, at odds. They're just not. And that's the problem we have today is anything I say about it, unless I double down with exact equality, people want to attack me. But I submit to you that it, it's, it's, it's not a matter of that. This is a religious discussion. Okay? And this religious discussion comes back to God says that he created male and female. Did he or did he not create the world and all in them are, if you will? In other words, everything in the world. Did he create it or not? And uh, if we agree that God created the world, that there is a God, then that's more important than government. Higher power, higher authority, etc. And if we agree that God created the world and he says, I created them male and female, then there's two different human beings. Equality before God, in my opinion, is a given. One is not greater than the other. But they are different and uniquely designed to be complementary, male and female. And together they create one great whole is the way God uh, explains it to us biblically. 
So when Joe Biden wants to remove any legal recognition of the two genders on his first day, I say that's a very strike at the heart of one of God's first, uh, and, and, and in my opinion, paramount religious teaching. Either God created the world and he created male and female, or he did not. And I say that he did. I testify that God created the world and that he did create male and female. And they are designed as two distinct different beings with a complementary nature to one another, with roles that work together for the greatest good of all, the perpetuation of the human family. Joe wants to strike at the very heart of that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let him do it. I'm not preaching any violence to say so is a lie. I'm just telling you right now, we've got to stand up for our culture. We've got to jettison the cancel culture, and we've got to stand up for religious freedom, and we better do it fast and soon. Our greater numbers can carry the day if we're willing. Please help us. Now, Ben Shapiro's in the news, folks, and he emails and says, we must replace the legacy media. Hey, good, Ben. Boy, howdy, do I agree, buddy. I've been saying that for how long now? Ben's right. Ben's exactly right. We do need to jettison. In my opinion, we need to absolutely jettison uh, the uh, mainstream media, the legacy media that's been doing so much damage to the culture, by the cancel culture, by their dishonesty and fake news by their promotion of everything that's against what we hold dear as Americans. Folks, we got a row to hoe, and we need your financial support. LovingLiberty.net. By the way, I'll be there today. they got a preparedness fair. Perry, Utah, Liberty Hall, 11 to 3. Then a movie is after that. Food trucks and more hang tight. I'll be there. Join us. We'd love to see you. LovingLiberty.net for more details. I am Sam Bushman. And we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic, but you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? God save the Republic of the United States of America.